Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast, Mind Your Own Retirement, from eNews and website yourlifechoices.com.au. My name's John Deeks, and this is Janelle Ward, the newsroom editor. Hello, Hello John. How are you, my dear? Feeling better? Uh, feeling better? Feeling better. Now we're in daylight saving. Oh, I love daylight saving. Now we're into a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful weather and hopefully everybody will be safe and uh, we'll just have a lovely sail through until autumn. Sail. Uh, Talking through. sailing. You could probably go uh, sailing later. I will be on the boat a lot across this time. I'll have my little rubber ducky and I'll be out there. and Till 9pm. Uh, till 9pm and uh, it's just uh, gorgeous. What do you tend to do that you don't normally do when daylight savings Well, are? I don't like to eat dinner early so I can eat a European of you. Um, and then I can go for a walk. You can. Take the dog for a walk down the beach at nine o'clock. What kind of dog Watch you the got? sun go down. Um, Golden Retriever. Oh, who, what the beautiful. Who is 14. So that makes oh, him, what, 93? How, how something old? like that. How old? Isn't that gorgeous? He's, still, he's moving without the, without the aid of a walking stick. So but. am I. Just. <laughs> what's your puppy's name? Um, Morty. Morty. Morty Alec, short oh, for Morty. Oh, I yes. love it. And of course, if you're lucky enough to be near lots of beautiful parks or like the you beach. and I down, down mm. on the sea, it's uh, just a beautiful, beautiful time. It is wonderful. I don't understand why all states of Australia don't have daylight saving, or perhaps I do. North Queensland probably would not be great. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, because you've got far north Queensland. Exactly. Then you've got it's vast. southern Queensland, which is basically northern New South Wales, or the, you know, no offence to our friends in uh, you know, southern Queensland. Uh, then you've got um, – uh, it, so it's really two different it, states well, up there. And it's awfully confusing. I lived on the Gold Coast for several years and I played squash often in northern New South Wales at night. So yeah. – the, the the time zones, it's ridiculous having such a built-up metropolitan area I when you're going... I thought they were going to... Uh, mm, they should. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Shift the shift the line yeah. further up. Yeah. Brockhampton, yeah. Bundaberg, yeah. somewhere up there. But no, no. So if you live in Tweed Heads and you work on the Gold Coast or vice versa, it's, it's tricky. We've got a fun show coming up on this particular episode of Mind Your Own Retirement. Uh, we'll be talking money, 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 money. Where are we going with that? Oh, very important um, segment with uh, the Bendigo Bank's economist, David Robertson. Okay, David so- will be coming up shortly. Oh, we've got a mate of ours who's on the other side of the glass. Ah. He stares at me. And fortunately, sometimes I know if I'm doing okay because he laughs and sometimes he scowls. <laughs> Don't look. Who have we got? So that is Drew Patchell, mm. our IT specialist from Your Life Choices. Boy, do we need his help. We and do. then we're going travelling. Ah, yes. Dan John has, she's retired largely in order to travel. I think she's been oh, a travel, travel fiend forever, <laughs> but she has money to burn, I think, and Folks, she's burning it. We're good on her. Skiing, <laughs> spending the kids in inheritance. That's exactly. And uh, we're going around the horn with her. All that and so much more here on Mind Your Own Retirement. This is the podcast Mind Your Own Retirement. Janelle Ward and I are joined now by David Robinson from the Bendigo Bank, an economist and a very well-read and very highly versed man when it comes to all things economic. Welcome, David. Thanks very much, John. David, we, we hoped that you would give us some tips for retirees with money in the bank. 
I'm of the age that I can remember getting 18% on a bank deposit. And at that stage, I didn't have any money in the bank. I just had the mortgage. And at that stage, the mortgage was about 18%. But now I have money in the bank because I'm told that as an up-and-coming retiree, I need to have a bit of a stash in the bank, but I'm only getting, well, less than 1%. And the outlook, I believe, is gloomy if you believe what the Reserve Bank is telling us. What is your view of the outlook and what should we under the be mattress. doing? Leave it under the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> well, Janelle, that's a great question. And yes, uh, wouldn't it be nice to be back in 1989 oh, when we had the, the cash rate of 7.5%. <laughs> but mm. then again, there were reasons why interest rates were so high back then. So yes, the Reserve Bank has made it pretty clear that not only have we got a, a 1% you know, official cash rate, a record low, but that there's probably one or two more rate cuts coming in the next three to six months. And moreover, they've made it very clear that rates are likely to stay low for the foreseeable future. So I think we can read into that, you know, three to five years of very low interest rates. I'm loath to make predictions much further out than, than that. But if you look at the 10-year official bond rate or the 10-year government bond rate, it's it's around 1%. So wow. that would suggest we've got 10 years of this. Wow. So it does seem very likely that rates will remain low and we've sort of pencilled in a, a, in a Reserve Bank rate cut for November, uh, Melbourne Cup Day. They seem to regularly do it on that day and then probably another one for next year. And just at this stage, they probably don't have a lot of choice on... Uh, keeping these rates low and maybe taking them lower given how low the inflation rate is and how low growth is and the lack of wages growth. So that's something that I think we're stuck with. Well, so from a purely selfish point of view, if I've got a bit of a, you know, got my stash in the bank, as I'm meant to have, have some cash, what should I be doing with it? Should I be leaving it in the bank or should I be looking at other places to put it so it can earn some interest? Yeah, so it's obviously very challenging relying on cash and relying on term deposits. You know, it was only a year or two ago you could probably get, you know, somewhere between 25 and 3% on a yeah. term deposit. At least that was something. Now it's pretty challenging to get anything above one5 mm. Um whether or not that's term deposit or a high-interest saver. So in, in a way, these low interest rates are almost encouraging investors into slightly riskier asset classes. And I suppose diversification is always something that is encouraged in investments, so it's always good to spread your cash around. But, you know, if if we're looking beyond term deposits and and looking for something a bit better than a 1.5% return, uh, so stock markets are generally a a good option for the longer term, Uh, certainly if you've got some stocks with, you know, healthy dividends. The blue chip stuff. Yeah, exactly. And when and you say longer term, what, what time period are you talking about? Well, I, I suppose the, the thing with stocks is they can go down, uh, so your capital value is less stable. But despite that, over over a sort of 8 to 10-year cycle, you'll generally have a pretty bad bear market amongst that. But overall, you, um, history would suggest that with that time frame that generally they'll go up. Um, in the uh, in the medium term, and so you, you get your return via dividends, and through the cycle, that you you'll get some capital appreciation as well. Now that does get very challenging when you when you're looking at a shorter time horizon. But overall, you'd have to say the longer term performance of stocks uh, is pretty reasonable. And the the trick uh, is, uh, many people say, that if you're in in it for the long haul, 
uh, or longish haul, don't look at it every day. You know, you'll, yep. it'll do your head in and it's, it's not right to do that. You need to have a, a longer view, don't you? Absolutely, and you don't want to be a trader. You really, you're holding these stocks because you believe they're quality companies that are delivering attractive dividends. Uh, again, hopefully a, a better return than just a term deposit would deliver, uh, especially with increasingly low interest rates. And, and I guess that's where you go to a registered or a financial planner who might be able to assist? Absolutely. Always good to speak to a, a licensed advisor. Don't use and... the Nigerian prints I'm using, because I think... <laughs> Surprisingly not. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but again, the closer interest rates get down to zero, the more, you know, some people will probably need to look at different options. You might need to eat into a portion of your retirement savings capital, depending on your circumstances. Obviously, it depends on eligibility for pension or the like and, and whether or not you've got enough money squirreled away to perhaps invest in a, a lifetime annuity or something like that. But But... You know, looking at diversification, so there's cash, there's shares, there's those sort of bonds or annuities, uh, and there's always you can always look at the house. I mean, there are ways of um, if you've got equity in your house of sort of equity release options, and there are government incentives nowadays for downsizing. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're uh, over 65, you've been in your house for 10 years plus, you can get a post-tax contribution into your super. So there. Are, couple of ways of looking to diversify your investments. So basically, we need to explore all options by the sound of it, is it? I think so. And, you know, I mentioned stocks before. Global markets are looking pretty challenged by, you know, a whole range of risks. So, you know, some defensive stocks might make more sense, although, again, speak to your advisor or planner. But um, uh, even within stocks, you know, diversification is a... Uh, is useful because that way you're you're not having all your eggs in one basket. Because David, as you'll be aware, uh, our friends who are members of your Life Choices community, after health, it's money. Health and money mm. is the two big factors that drive um, where, where they're at and uh, their biggest concerns. I would say, correct, Janelle? That's absolutely spot on. David, thank you so much for your time. Um, your information and comments will be available on our website, yourlifechoices.com.au. Um, we thank you, David, economist from the Bendigo Bank. Thank you, Janelle. Thank you, John. Mind Your Own Retirement is the podcast from yourlifechoices.com.au. E-news and website, Janelle Ward is the newsroom editor filling in for Mother Superior, who's back uh, very soon, I think, from her she trips is. away. I can't wait for her return. To every time you guys come into the, uh, into the podcast studio of uh, Your Life Choices to do our Mind Your Own Retirement, you're always accompanied by a very, very impressive man who knows a lot about technology. And guess what? We've dragged him from one side of the glass into the uh, the cauldron that is the podcast studio to have a bit of a chat. Do you want to introduce this man? Uh, he's our webmaster. So when things go wrong <laughs> with IT, he's got a pointed it's hat. It's all a his black fault. Cape, and he's got a wand. He's the webmaster. Hello, Drew. Hello, John. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine, thank you. I've got something to show you. Oh yes, please now, show me. Because because Drew knows everything about technology. Okay, I'm going to show you my phone. See that? Yep. See that? See that? See that? They are all my passwords. Don't look at it Whoa. again. 
I have got about 405 oh. passwords. How do you go with your passwords? I'm shocking. I have variations on very few, and I know that's wrong because Drew's told me that's I wrong. I can't believe that in 2019 oh. we haven't got some sort of a, a DNA or, uh, you know, the retina thing like a, with my phone I can sort of... Totally I have agree. to have four minutes. Why aren't you a billionaire, Drew, having come up with an idea that would save humanity from passwords? Well, Explain yourself. First of all, I would say they're coming. So give it three to five years, and I think the password will actually be obsolete, according to oh, a few. Um, welcome. Yeah, a few initiatives are underway out there by larger companies. Initiatives by larger companies. Uh, but will they be safe? They will be safe. Will so they? I will can it tell be, you. Will it be our DNA that we'll read? Uh, it read? won't. Normally, what will generally happen is it'll be something to do with your phone or a key code that you'll keep on you that has a random generator that oh, like, is unique oh, to you. I've got one of those, yeah, because uh, Channel 7 uses that quite a lot and exactly. other places as well, and you see the code there. So that's that's the basic version of the technology. It'll get a bit more advanced from there. So, Drew, what do I do in the meantime while this DNA has been worked out? You get yourself a password manager. How does that work? So essentially you have one key password right. that is very secure that you understand. So like Janelle was saying before, maybe something a little bit more complex with capitals, numerals and various uh, plays on words. So I'd be recommending anything from about 10 to 16 characters in length. Ouch. And that is your one password you have to remember. Now, what then happens is whenever you sign up to a new website, your password manager will fill in a around 20-character password that you don't need to remember, but it will remember. Mm -hmm. So every time you go on your device, which is your tablet, your smartphone, or your personal computer, you'll log into your password manager with that one password, and then everything else will be secure. Well, you make it sound very simple, but how do I actually go about doing all that? Yeah, it's actually quite easy. So there's various forms of password managers out there. So, for example, there's companies such as 1Password, Bitwarden, Dashlane, uh, Keeper, and even one that I use called LastPass. Okay, and that's uh, that's that one there that I've got on my phone. Exactly, I yes. haven't done anything about it yet. I'm sorry, I was waiting for you to come over to my joint to fix, fix it up. I see you've got a notification on there, so you've at least started the first process. <laughs> oh, how do you go with all that, Janelle? Um, I just want to be sure. So these these um, apps or whatever they are, they're totally secure? So it's not like... This is the keys to my life in this password manager, right? Yeah. So I would say they're as safe as any other larger company. So as an example, uh, LinkedIn, which you would know from business yes. standpoint, was actually hacked back in 2012. That's so why I never got a job from it. 164 million email addresses and passwords Whoa. were exposed and they did not find out until four years later when oh. it was all sold on the dark web. No way. So unfortunately, every single company out there can potentially be the target of a hacking. So your passwords definitely are only as secure as that company. Now, realistically, a password manager company is built around the highest quality um, security layers, but at the end of the day, it still does come back to so that. Say there was a problem, are we, are we notified immediately so we can immediately go in and change all passwords that we have? Yeah, so in 2019, I would say you're more likely than ever to know within a week. So Facebook, Facebook has had a number of different issues over the past year 
and they have taken at most a week to notify their users if there's been an issue. Okay. So will my bank account still be there after a week? So with your bank account... Um, is that different? I, I would say the bank account, bank account is a bit different. Okay. I, I would suggest that you're probably not saving your, your bank password in this regard. I'm so not? No. Okay. I, I would recommend that you never save your bank okay. password. All right. Done. Oh, so I've got a... Because uh, so mine's A, B, C, D, one, two, three, four. Well, is, it, is that safe? <laughs> uh, probably not. And the same as on your phone, if you're opening your phone with a key code, having one, two, three, four is not safe either. No, I've, I use my face. Uh, well, that, that, that is a little safer. Okay. Yeah. Even with my face. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no one going to replicate that. I've, I've got another question for you. I, in the last three, four weeks, have got off all social media. Ooh. And it is just mm. heaven on a stick. Yes. I was banned by my partner, the tweeting thing, because uh, I'd say, I'd think of things and bang, there it is. And you don't do that. You don't. Tweeting is basically, you've got to think of it as a headline. You've got to be, remember, it's there forever. What is your advice with people on Facebook and on, on the various other social media platforms? Are there any basic golden rules? The basic golden rule is to keep it positive. Never go to the negative ter territory. Never attack a person. If you're going to attack a subject, free to do it, yeah. but never attack a person. And unfortunately, I would say social media over the past three to five years has turned toxic. Yeah, with all the trolls and... Exactly. And unfortunately, there are, you know, journalists out there who feed off that. So they will on purpose fuel the fire to get a negative reaction as well. And that's just made the, the whole atmosphere out there a lot worse, especially on Twitter. Yeah. Donald Trump is the prime offender on what? Twitter. Now, now he? he's the first president to just use Twitter as he sees fit. That's, that's his basic uh, uh, news mm. feed, fake, isn't it? Fake news. Yeah. Yeah. Barack Obama was the first to embrace it, but he was extremely positive and he was not putting stuff out there every day where Donald will have a brain fart and just tweet it out yeah. there. Um, interestingly, I saw Boris Johnson recorded oh, a yes. video of his actual week. So he talked through every single thing that he did oh, the day. Oh, I actually quite, oh, I I actually quite enjoyed that. it. Not... I quite enjoyed it because it's something different. Like, oh, do I want to really? hear Scott Morrison do that? No. no. Not really. <laughs> oh, Drew, you're, you're a gem. So, look, uh, let's just uh, recap. Passwords, if you got if you like Deeksy and got 400 of them and you're an idiot, um, you go to one of those platforms. Definitely. Just give me those names again. Sure. So there's 1Password, Bitwarden, Dashlane, Keeper and LastPass. If you and want to know more, of course. Exactly. All this information will be at yourlifechoices.com.au where we have a very um, a full pantry of technology articles. And, uh, Drew, thank you so much indeed for giving me your time. You are going to come from the other side of the glass regularly. Thank you for having me. Welcome back to Mind Your Own Retirement. It's me, John Deeks, and Janelle Ward, the newsroom editor. It sounds like you should have a peak cap and uh, a cigar or something. <laughs> Hold the front page! Oh, I could have the gin in the drawer, but not the cigar, yeah, thanks. quite right. One of your team members we've got on the line, who is it? Well, this is Dan John. Dan is a, a newish uh, arrival at Your Life Choices. Yeah. Dan retired... Oh, probably about a year and a half ago, but... No, no one retires. No one, exactly. At Your Life Choices. No. Hello, Dan. Hi. I was just saying, I, I, I thought I'd retired, but after five minutes I realised I hadn't. There was so much to do. Isn't that, isn't that truth in life? Certainly when it comes to travel. 
Absolutely. So many places to go, Dan. In a, in two years, I can't keep track of the number of places you've been, but one of the more interesting ones was South America. Specifically, you went on a cruise like no other cruise, I understand. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely. My husband and I um, decided we wanted to do something special and especially to perhaps put our feet onto Cape Horn. So mm. we um, found a cruise that left from a place called Punta Arenas, which is the southernmost city in Chile, and um, it's located on the Strait of Magellan. Um, you can do short cruises, three or four days. They take you down to Ushuaia in um, Argentina, which is a stopping point for a lot of the Antarctic visits. We went on this absolutely amazing expedition ship called the Stellar Australis, um, and it retraced the route that Darwin took um, on the HMAS Beagle. Along the way, you see all these beautiful subpolar forests, spectacular fjords, glaciers, all sorts of wonderful things. But as far as Cape Horn's concerned, you could only land there if the weather is good. Well, did you and did you did you so, round Cape Horn? Absolutely. And was it incredibly choppy and up and down? And well, because we you've got those, you've got the two oceans colliding, haven't you? Absolutely, it's the Pacific and Atlantic. And um, the big thing about this is a lot of seamen have died over the last four hundred years trying to get around the Horn. Sure. To go onto this island and see this beautiful memorial they've put there to all the the sailors who've died is is quite moving, and it's it's in the form of a wandering albatross, and it's the legend has it that sailors become albatrosses after they die. Okay, so Dan, is is this cruise not for the faint-hearted? Well, it's quite cushy, really, and when we were on it, there were people of all ages. Um, and most of them were over 50 and up to about 80. And there were a couple of 80-year-olds who got off on the Zodiacs and went walking at the various places you can stop at. That's wonderful. So, so Dan, do you need a bucket load of cash to go on this cruise? Uh, you, you need quite a lot of cash. You can get special deals if you go with, you know, their, their companies. You can look at who... Not a rowboat, Dan. No, it's not a rowboat. It takes about 200 people and they won't land on Cape Horn unless the weather is pretty good. Right. Um, and then you get out on the Zodiacs and you go and you visit a naval family that spends a year there. So that's all there is there and the memorial. And it's um, pretty amazing. So animals or, you know, what, what do you see? birds. Lots of, you can see the albatrosses, all sorts of seabirds, cormorants. And there are also penguins on that cruise. You get to see Magellan penguins. You can get, go onto a particular island called Magdalena where you can see them, or you can go out on the Zodiacs to Tucker Inlet. So, so, so how did you? How did you? Where did you pick up the cruise from? Punta Arenas, which is. And how the heck do you get to Punta Arenas? It's a quite. It's a medium-sized city, um, and quite interesting too. A lot of. Um, people came from Europe in sort of a couple of centuries ago, in fact, lots of Croatians, and, and it became very rich. So, Dan, how would I get to get on this cruise? Where do I fly in from? You fly from Santiago to Punta Arenas. Excellent. It sounds like a fabulous cruise. Dan, all the, um, the information about Australis uh, will be on our website, 
um, for anyone who has uh, K-Porn on their bucket list. All the details will be there. Sounds That's fabulous. yourlifechoices.com.au. That's where you should go. And, Dan, I'm desperate to know where you and your beloved are going next or by yourself. Oh, well, we'll leave on Sunday for South Africa. Oh, well, there you go. I spent a lot of my early youth in Natal and uh, it was a, a fabulous experience, uh, walking the Drakensberg and all the rest of it. It was lovely. It's just as well you're almost retired, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Dan, you are wonderful and we look forward to speaking to you again on Mind Your Own Retirement. Thank you. Ah, Janelle Ward, um, we've talked about money, we've talked about uh, some fascinating uh, technology with our friend Drew and uh, we've been around the horn. We have, we and have. we came We're back. Da- and we came back alive, yay! <laughs> so we've just a route to, uh, to wrap up Mind Your Own Retirement, but you've got a little nugget for us. Always, always got a little nugget. So this has actually been supplied by one of our uh, Contributors. Key, key personnel today. Oh, really? That's Drew. So yeah. if you don't like it, guys, it's Drew's nugget, but okay. I'm, I'm merely the spokesperson. Oh, dear. Drew has discovered yeah. that men were the first species, sex, to wear high heel shoes. And this was in the... At Mardi Gras? (laughs) Quite possibly. No, earlier. A little earlier. I I prefer my flatties myself. Uh, 10th century. Really? And do you know why? Why? Because he has no other life and that's how he found it out? (laughs) No. No. Do you you know why men in the 10th century chose to wear high heel shoes? I would say it would have been one of two reasons, and I think it was... I don't think it was ego. I think it was to... uh, Because the roads were so dirty and full of... uh, Droppings from the animals and all the rest of it. They wanted to get out of the yeah. out of the muck. Is that right? Well, not according to Drew's information. No, they chose to wear high heel shoes because it was easier to ride their horses. Once they slipped uh-huh. their feet into the stirrup, the heel caught and they were safer on board. Is that like the the cyclists you see now because they've got their special well, they, shoes? They've got that, their clip-ins, yeah, don't got you? Their clip-ins. Exactly right. Yeah, and lots of lycra. So this is the Persian cavalry apparently oh, really? started the trend. I don't know when the trend finished. Gosh, I mean, can we take Drew to uh, a trivia night? I reckon we'd win. <laughs> I reckon he'd be a genius, don't you? I think he'd be great. He's he's a key contender in our daily quiz. In now, the if newsroom. people have a comment or if they have. Uh, something one of our contributors would like to talk about. Oh, yes. What should they do on your website? They should email newsletters at yourlifechoices.com.au. Perhaps put podcast in the, in the subject line. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear from them. If they have a problem, a topic idea, let it rip. Okay, that uh, email address again is? Is newsletters at yourlifechoices.com.au. Com.au. We'll see you next time for Mind Your Own Retirement.